Damn, you're too close to the microphone. No, I'm not. You're going to breathe heavy in No, it. I'm not. Make I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Dan, what are we talking about today? Merchant of Venice. We're uh, going to kind of go outside of our like normal, I don't know, this feels, it's not from it the is, 80s, so it feels <laughs> less uh It's still media. 1540s. Yes, or so. Or really? S- yeah. Oh. Or 16. I have no real concept of like when I'll look it up on this happened. I can't quick. remember if it's 15 or 16, but it's like 16 or 15, only 100 40. years off. <laughs> look, when you go back that far, 100 years is like nothing. I know that it's. Elizabethan. Yes. It believed to have been written between 1596 and 1599. Oh, there That's oh, pretty okay. good for that long ago to be a three-year gap. It's right. a pretty small margin of error. Well, they had a lot of stuff written around, around him, but there's still a whole lot of... I'll get into it later. My, Liz my has a beefs, lot of feelings. I've got a lot of feelings about Shakespeare. You want to okay. do your thing real quick, though? Oh, yeah. Tell us what you want to be crow about yesterday. Oh, yeah. You literally... You said that... I know. Three minutes ago, then. <laughs> I have the brain Just, of a goldfish. The people here know we record episodes in little batches, and Dan was like, "Remind me next episode." You may have heard it at the bottom of our last episode. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Before we get into Merchant of Venice, I need to do a quick correction. In our Bob's Burgers episode, the second the one, second where one. we figured out how many meals they needed to sell to afford their rent, mm-hmm. uh, a listener correctly pointed out that I goofed because I use a regular restaurant margin. And then figured out how much they made on each burger Mm -hmm. to pay their rent. But a regular restaurant margin would have already taken out rent. Oh. Right? So I basically double counted rent. Oh. Uh, I have not yet had time to go back and correct for it. But if anybody has a good... I had trouble finding, like, breaking down the restaurant margins into various pieces. So if anybody knows a good number for, like, how much of your cost rent is, send it to me. Otherwise, I will try to find it and then we can very quickly update our numbers in a future show. That's very interesting. But it would be less, they would need to do less sales than previously. It would probably be a little, it would be realistic, I think. It would probably be a little more than half, right? Probably. Because like we kind of just split the building in half, like based on. Right. But uh, yeah, but I also just mean like, I don't know if margins, I said, I think their margins were like 4%. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they would be 25% without rent or 6%, right? I'm not sure what piece of that. So I need to go do some more research. But the point is, I think we actually talked ourselves into thinking them paying rent late, but paying it was reasonable. So now it would have been even more reasonable because I uh, made it harder on them than I should have with the math. And now they might have more room for like, going on those trips the that they go on. And stuff. And, yeah. Right, yeah, and again, they never are super excessive, but yes, they would have more for also just some of the basic clothes and stuff that we didn't do a lot of factoring in. That's so, fair. Okay. That is my apologies, and thank you to uh, Avery, a friend of ours, for pointing out that I goofed pretty hard. Nice job, Avery. That was you a nice way to say it. Friend of mine and ours is one word. Yeah, I... A friend of Mars. Ours. Mars friend. A friend of the planet Mars. Well, I was trying to decide, like, how much context to give about how we all knew, because I don't, like, know know if he wants on it, uh, (laughs) if he wants to be... No, whatever. Whatever. Hi, Avery, we all know you. There's eight billion people out there. He's fine. (laughs) And of those, four of them listen to this show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What was I going to tell you about? Margins? 
margins. Avery? Avery. Eight margins billion people? If Eight you people. get Avery labels, sometimes the margins are a little bit off, so you need to like make sure that you check them before you print out a whole bunch of labels for your mail merge. What are we talking about, Dan? Just Avery's a uh, brand of label. <laughs> anyway. Uh, like a, a quarter of our listeners might be like office workers and they'll get that. Yeah, I keep my birds there. Aviary. I know. <laughs> I knew it was a stretch, I but see. here we are. No, it took me a second. Uh, Go on. We're going to talk about Merchant of Venice. Uh, because it's fresh play. one of the uh, Shakespeare plays that actually talks about money and I thought it was interesting and I do this thing called book bingo. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show before where I get a bingo card of like books I need to read. Uh, so like it might be one with a blue cover, it might be written before this year, or after this year, or it might be that has multiple character point of views, or it might be have an animalism and character, whatever things like that. And one of them on my list this year is a book or something written by Shakespeare. Huh. So I decided to read this. I forgot how long it takes to read Shakespeare, given it the language. It takes a minute. I have a whole book about how to read Shakespeare. <laughs> so I'm like a third of the way through, and here we are recording, and then I cliff notes what I didn't remember. Absolutely. But I will go back and finish it, because I still need it for book bingo. I was just like, ooh, I'll read it. It'll be my book bingo, and then we'll record on it. It'll, it's not that long. It's a play. It won't it's take me play. that long to read. It takes two hours to watch. And then, <laughs> like, four days in, I was like, hmm. I'm in act one, scene like three. That's not good. <laughs> uh, great. So I guess we want to do plot first. Oh, sure. I can't do plot. Never mind. I was going to speak you up for ratings. No, I can't. I can't and I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I won't. Goodbye. Uh, this Spoiler one. for my rating. <laughs> well, maybe we should do ratings first then. Everybody knows who Shakespeare is and we'll get a little bit better of a, a setting of where we're at. Sure. Uh, Damon, go ahead. Uh, I'll give myself like a two because over Shakespeare at large and a zero on uh, Merchant of Venice. Oh, okay. Um, because like I, you know, growing up in a uh, English speaking Western nation, like received a lot of education about Shakespeare, but um, have used some of his words. Have used some of the words that he made up, oh, with, like alligator um, and all. Which like we wouldn't reward today if somebody did that. Made so up think words. about that. Yeah, Doctor Seuss. Um, but like, yeah, what of his please. words do you use? There's words that he made up that are in like the vernacular now, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. So it's not true. So it's not true. <laughs> so it's fake. Um, but like, uh, so I have a general knowledge of Shakespeare at large. Um, that said, like every time I turn around, I'm finding out about an entire play that apparently is like significant <laughs> to the Western canon that I had no idea exists. Um, this is what happens so, when you marry a theater major. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that's the explanation for the two. And then, like, I know that Merchant of Venice is, like, a, like, well, like, practiced Shakespeare writing. Um, but I don't know. I don't know that I've ever interfaced with it personally. Fair. I've probably watched stuff inspired by it, though, without knowing it. Absolutely. You have. You have. Okay. Correct. Was Rat Race inspired by it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and also, Armageddon. Really? Think about it. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> also, when Dan got here today and was like, we're doing Merchant of Venice, I spent like 20 minutes thinking about what I remembered of the cast of Amontillado. And, um, <laughs> Although, let's talk about the cast of Amontillado, though, because it's silly. Um, I'm going to board a man up. So that's where I'm at today. That's fair. 
the Merchant of Amontillado. I will give myself a five and a one third, respectively. Oh, one five third for Shakespeare and one third on Merchant of Venice oh, because wow. I have read one third of it. Okay. <laughs> so I feel like that's fair. I feel like if I'd read it, I'd get a one. Five point three um, for Dan. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, actual on Merchant Venice because I just went through the Cliff Notes is probably like two because there's a bunch of people who probably don't know that it exists or have ever read it, but very like true. it's very low. I have not even read the whole play yet, obviously. On Shakespeare, probably a five. I did a lot of theater for a long time, so I am probably more versed than many people. I have appeared in one of his play, two of his plays. Back um, in the 1500s. Yeah. <laughs> Dan's been around forever. Um, you can not see him forever. In the, I'm just in several thousand years old. Um, but, but I mean, the that, there, that is such a deep well that I, like, I'm not any. I'm not anywhere near above average. If five is your middle point, this right? is a thing um, that people write theses about. Yes, after and all. even them, so. are, even they are probably sevens, since they whatever selection they wrote their thesis on. There is many, many other things. Um, but you know, I know many of his plays and have read many of them. I like several of his sonnets. Um, I don't know. Liz is scared me because she said she had a lot of feelings and I, I think do. they're negative. So I don't know no, if I'm like, if me liking him is going to be put no. her in my gra- bad graces. But, oh, not at all. Um, no, in general, yeah. And I also use his words from time. I spoke English as my native language. So therefore, so there I go. have been influenced in some way. By Shakespeare. By Billy Shakes. Uh, poor Marlowe, you know. He did a great job. Um, I yeah, so did Salieri. Here we are. <laughs> Salieri was fine. <laughs> <laughs> he is never gonna be a Mozart. Just gonna all just agree on that one. Um, I uh, I, I love Shakespeare. <laughs> uh, I love Shakespeare. I actually was sort of feeling like I was gonna give myself a lower rating, but if I'm gonna anchor to what you guys are doing, I guess I'll give myself like a. This is it. See. In the larger world context, I'd probably only give myself like a five for Shakespeare, but in th- or like in the theater world context. Yeah. But in our room, I guess I'll give myself a seven or an eight. Sure. Um, I directed <clears throat> Hamlet in high school, and then that started me on like a, a real deep dive on Hamlet. I've read like a lot of scholarly works about mm-hmm. about Shakespeare in general and Hamlet in particular, and. Um, I t- took a bunch of Shakespeare classes in college, and I took one. That yeah, I liked it. Yeah, Shakespeare's fun. I've memorized a bunch of sonnets, some of which I still remember. Um, and I memorized the Othello rap from the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged. <laughs> uh, I have seen Merchant of Venice uh, on stage once for sure, and I think I've done a couple of monologues from it or some scenes. Um, in particular, I don't remember the like plot points of this one super well. I have them written down because yeah. I knew this one would be a harder one for us to like off the off I our dome sure. go through. I remember, I remember the like central crux of it, mm-hmm. the pound of flesh thing. Yeah. Um, is this the one with the three casks and ones made of like lead? caskets? Caskets, yeah, yes. and they like all open yes. up. And yep. one, of, if you open up the right lead, one, lead, silver, marry and gold, you get to marry depending. And on if what you, you open up the wrong one, your face melts in your ass. Yeah, but um, that's why, uh, as we were talking about, Raiders is a direct, uh, just basically scene for scene remake of this. Uh huh. I'm not gonna believe the real one when you guys tell me. Yeah, we're I gonna mean, be the boy pride merchant of Venice. <laughs> There are a bunch of scenes that are like like in stuff that is inspired by yeah. like the stuff that happens in this play. Um, when I saw it, and this is like big old theater nerd thing that I was really excited about, the guy who played um, Shylock 
was uh, the guy who originally played Toby on Broadway in mm. uh, uh, Sweeney Todd, which was like really cool for me. He's so short. How he's did he play him? Because like loudly. He's, well, because <laughs> this is a character that's been played both uh, like as evil. And as victimized. And you've got to be really like careful kind of a about bit of both. it. Yeah, because, because it's like Jewish stereotypes. Yeah, I was about like... to say. So I don't know. Damon will get to this. But like this is the character is like a Jewish moneylender. And there's like a lot of debate whether it is meant. Like how he was meant to be portrayed, basically. This is like where if we prick us, do we not bleed? Like comes yeah. from the like, I'm a human also. And like sometimes that's interpreted like Shakespeare is saying like he is a human being. We should all treat him with respect. And sometimes it's saying like he's a liar and a Jewish man. <laughs> and you're like, whose well, interpretation do you like And like better? at the end of the play, he is like forced to convert to Christianity. It's not great. As part of a was, deal. So it's like, it's just a very, it's hard to tell if it's like we should treat them better and a misguided 1500s, but convert them to Christianity, which would be problematic no matter what, but like we should treat them as better and more human or they're all these ugly stereotypes we believe and the only way to raise them up is to like, force God upon them. And you could argue either way, <laughs> yeah. depending on the reading, and it's very I was gonna say based ambiguous. On... But this place sits for me right around where like Taming of the Shrew sits and like some bits of Othello where you're like, Oh, I don't what are you trying to say? Yeah. That doesn't really hold up today. If I could go back and pick your brain, I don't know if you'd be like very enlightened and trying to make a farce or if you'd sound like my grandfather. Yeah. Uh, but Based it's one on of the two. <laughs> my understandings of in general, Europeans views on anti-Semitism. <laughs> uh, it was probably not super good. Yeah, that's probably. And to be clear. I'm just saying, like, read the broom. Years like, ago. Read the not centuries like of room. Yeah. Like. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, and like, I think that productions today have to be and often are very mindful of that. Uh, of course. When they take that on. But the, all that to say, I think that, like, my rating for Shakespeare... Also, the author's dead, so, like, And the author's dead, so, like, yeah. fuck with And it's work. in public domain. I can do whatever I want Yeah, set it. it in World War Nine if you want. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'd say, it, for Shakespeare in particular, probably an eight. I'm thinking about all the time that I've spent, like, reading nonsense. Uh, and then for Merchant of Venice, I'd say probably a th- three. A three. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Plot. All right. Real quick. What is, what's the, what's the, she's the man of this. She's the man. I need to be grounded. Oh, you mean like the actual movie adaptation, but like the, she's the man of like, as you like. Yeah. The best. If you have one off the top of your head. No, she's the man is 12th night. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. He's just asking the one that is. I'm trying to think of like what movies today. Merchant of Venice are like, um, there's like uh, movies where a character makes a bet that they almost for sure cannot keep and they at the end wind up uh, or like takes out a loan that they can't pay back. And at the end of the movie, they like wind up being the hero anyway. Like some like deus ex machina thing comes in and helps them out. I'm trying to see films based on the Merchant of Venice. Let's see. They are all... Just the Merchant, Merchant of Venice. Venice. Merchant of Venice. There's a Merchant of Venice in the four, 1914, 16, 23, 53, 69, 2004. Nice. And then there's a film called Shylock. So, oh, well, okay. So not, not much. Not giving you much. Uh, I think more they've taken bits of this movie than I, they have, like, yeah, It does feel like they pull um, more pieces and certain, like, 
themes as opposed to just a straight up remake. Yeah, and to be fair, the th- like you could argue that those themes come from Shakespeare, or you could argue argue that those themes come from like Ovid's Metamorphoses, which is where like Shakespeare got a lot of his themes from. Yeah, or like any kind of like. Uh, early stories that he would have been taught in school. All right, I'll just be a dumb baby about it. This so. one's also a little bit, almost complex to like make a remake of. Yeah, there's just a lot of story going on. Yeah. So do you want to? Can do you want to do it, Liz? Again, I have it written down, but that's Let like so I can just I go can straight through it. Do. Okay. There's a man. Tell me his name, Antonio. Antonio. Oh, I didn't think one I was going to get that right. One for one so far. The thing is, like, Shakespeare's got, like, six names. Yeah. And depending on where it's set, you're, like, guess and you're right. This um, one's in Italy, so it's going to add an Onio. So let's just add it's an A. It's not Benvolio. And... So uh, Antonio is a man who needs a loan. And he... Ah, no. No. Close. So there's also Bassino or Bassinio or whatever. Bassini. Bassanio? Bassanio, sure. B-A-S-S-A-N-I-O. Bassanio. So he's the one who needs the loan. Okay. Bassanio needs a loan, but Antonio is the one that's the collateral on it? Yes. Okay. So what happens is Bassanio needs a loan uh, to go woo this Marry lady. a woman. Yeah, Get a he woman. needs to court her, and that's going to cost money, and he has squandered his estate. Because so, he's a shit. Right. So he needs money. He goes to Antonio, who's his like, rich merchant friend, and Antonio says, I totally have the money. I'll give you some... But... It's all in tied up in ships and goods that are out on the ocean. Right. So Antonio's like, I'll give you the collateral you need to get the loan. And then they go to Shylock to get the loan and Shylock turns around. Shylock is the merchant of Venice. Um, and he turns around and is like, oh, definitely I'll take your collateral, but I want it to be a pound of flesh extracted from your body if you can't yeah, pay back this loan. Yeah, pissed off at Antonio because Antonio has lent out money either interest-free or at very low interest. So it's hurt his business because Shylock's business seemingly is basically to be like a payday a loan merchant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a loan shark and in a bad, if you want to use the bad term or a, <laughs> knock, you know, knock. a bank, if loan you want shark. to use the <laughs> nicer term, I guess. Um, but uh, so there's a crazy scheme to get the money back because he doesn't do a good job. Like Bassanio is not good at money. Sure. So what remember. happens is Antonio's like ships supposedly are lost. Yes. And so he loses his fortune that he would be able to help him with the... And then Bassanio actually wins this lady's hand, and she's rich. So she he comes back and says, I'll pay off the loan. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I'll pay it double. But Shylock's like, no, no, no. I want my I'm pound of the flesh. flesh. And they go to court for it. Yeah. Uh, and there's like another story happening in the meantime where Antonio is trying to woo Shylock's daughter, Jessica. Or is it someone else wooing Jessica? Somebody else is wooing Jessica. Jessica is Shylock's daughter, and she's like, my dad's a kind of shit. But, like, to woo Jessica properly, you need to pick one of three caskets. No, that's actually to woo the uh, person that Bassonio marries. So Bassonio, oh my gosh, there's so many people in this. Portia. Yeah, sure. Portia, that makes sense. Portia's monologues have been done before. Yeah, she's the rich one. So what she does is she's the rich one. Uh, Her dad has died Bassoni has to do like a test of. He has to prove wits. that he is like a a kind and good man, and they do this by setting out three caskets, and one of them is made of gold, one of them is made of silver, and one of them is made of lead, and they're like pick one. And they all have inscriptions. One yes. is like you get what you. This one you get what you deserve. This one's this like one's... something about like what's in like what's inside you or something right. like that. Right, and the last one is like you risk everything to get everything or something. Yeah. But the point is you have to pick the lead one, not Bassanio the silver Bassanio picks the lead one. one, and that's the right one, and he gets to marry Jessica. Portia. 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 
Jessica doesn't marry anybody. Jessica converts to Christianity <clears throat> on her own. Uh, yes. Or, like, is... I think there is some, like, person in her life she's who like, helps her convert. To, I think because... I think She's in love was, with someone. And her dad doesn't like it because he's Christian he's or Christian. something like that. There is kind of, like, a <sighs> Christian-Jewish theme that doesn't really reflect the... Mo- doesn't really talk about the money part, so we don't have to... We probably won't touch on it at a time, right. but it is, like an undercurrent running through the whole thing. So really this movie is a, a West Side Story is based on this movie. <laughs> Think about it. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, there's a court case and the court case is like uh, uh, he needs his pound of flesh extracted because he won't like he won't accept the whatever. And in the end the king who's or judge or whatever is deliberating the thing says you can take the pound of flesh but you can't take any blood with it. And it's actually yeah Portia disguises herself as a lawyer. A lawyer, yes. And she, that's why some of her monologues are in there, because she gives a bunch of monologues during the court case. Yes. And, like, she convinces the judge, slash, he agrees that, fine, the terms were a pound of flesh. But so not So if you take a blood. drop of blood... You violated so, the terms. Right, and you go to jail and lose your estate and blah, 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 blah. And this is about where Shylock has the speech about, like, uh, if you prick us, do we not bleed? And, like, uh, talking about how... Uh, Treat me better. Yeah, treat he's me better. They're, they're, they're all like, revenge. why are you being such a dick about this? And he's like, because you've been a shits. dick to us yeah. for years. Uh, so what would you, and it's literally like, forever. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> but, and like, I mean, then the speech ends basically like, if you give, if you teach us nothing but like meanness, would you not expect us to be cool right. in return? But uh, in the end, again, they, they're like, well, you lose the court case, Shylock, you gotta get turned Christian. Well, they actually like double back on him because he goes, okay, fine. I won't take the pound of flesh. But I will take the money. And yeah, and they say, no, no, no. You tried to kill this guy. So therefore, like, now we have to, you're like a murderer and the consequences are you lose all your money and your life. But then they let him live assuming you convert to Christianity. I think they let him keep like half his money or something under the, um, Assumption it'll all go to Jessica. Like, he has to give it to Jessica either yeah. right away or at some point or something. Yeah, and that's his, like, comeuppance for being rude. This feels a lot like learning. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine trying to read it straight. Uh, yeah, and then they find out that Antonio's ships are only delayed, so he So he's fine, too. Yeah, he's, everybody's happy. Except, except for Shylock. Shylock. Who has to, like, convert, which seems kind of shitty. It's not good. Uh, but that's the play. The thing with the caskets is pretty cool. It's very tense. In a good way. What? So who does Amanda Bynes play? Uh, Amanda Bynes is absolutely the three ships. Oh, okay. <laughs> very lost at sea for a while for there. For a while. And maybe Dude. getting it back together and now. And she might actually have just been delayed. <laughs> yeah, she might have just been delayed, but she's definitely not going to be ships forever. I think it would be better if she chose a different profession. <laughs> Maybe, uh, you know, I don't know, be a bank or something. something. Well, something if we're being honest with ourselves, her parents probably did not manage the ships very well to begin no, with. Yeah. So she like, got, part of why she got sent maybe... into some choppy waters. I think we can all agree. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan is the three ships that sank, though. Oh, yeah. that's In any other play that yeah, involves ships that sank. there be dragons, for sure. So, questions? No, I'm that not even going to. Where's the money? Worse than yeah. yeah. So, what questions do you have? And, and what um, questions do you have for me? Uh, okay, so what part are we talking about? How much pounds of flesh cost? Because it's like well, seven ninety five <laughs> <laughs> on certain parts of the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> so I do want to ask the question of how much would you be willing to give up a pound of flesh for? 
Uh, it implies oh, he's going to kill you. People but pay I was money. Say, to people give pay up. to have flesh removed. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'll pay you whatever you want. Also, take more than a pound while you're in there. Twenty pounds of skin. Ew. I bet you you could take a Ew. pound. <laughs> How did you make me think of myself like a big old leather bag? You are a skin sack, to <laughs> be real. clear. You are Heavy a bag skin. of skin with goop inside. A wet skin sack. <laughs> I bet you you could take a, not without drawing blood probably, but I bet you could take a pound, survive, and for a certain amount of money, I would do that. You I mean, could take a pound of flesh without I was drawing say, you blood wait. if you scraped the top of the skin. Yeah, it's called True. exfoliating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and do you pay people in spas to do it for yeah. you? Exactly. All of, This is really what we're learning is that everything that happened in the Merchant of Venice, you'd pay for today. I'm just in a very technical mindset. It, let, let's put it this way. If John Cleese asked me to <laughs> give him a pound of flesh for $2 million, <laughs> I think there's a way that I might be able to do it without killing myself. Absolutely. Yeah. You could, I mean... Uh, the the say, trick is Shylock wants to take it right from Antonio's chest. Yes, correct. But like <laughs> he wants to basically start at rib cage and move down, yeah, which is not the like, best pound. May I have your heart? I would like that. Uh-huh. But um, I think that you could take like your thigh. Just remember, people also weighed less back then because they were malnutrition, malnourished. <laughs> malnourished. Um, malnourished. So like you're not taking like one like two hundredth of a person. I think you're taking like an eightieth of a person. Oh, <laughs> so, so like sad. also they were shorter, so. But I still don't know, like, what, how much, I don't know. I feel like there's certain sections of me you could just, like... Well, lop off a little lop bit. Lop off and for a certain amount of money. But anyway... All of us have squeezed our tummy fat a little bit. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> again, yeah, you're right. We pay people to take, like, 20 pounds off, thank you very much. But now you can do that weird freezy thing. You heard about that? It's, like, Cool no. Sculpt. Cool Sculpt works because... Uh, it cool doesn't sculpt, work! Cool Sculpt TM, also, it sort you, of works. Are you trying to sell me one? Because if you're uh, part of a multi-tiered uh, marketing I have a great business opportunity for you <laughs> yeah, and uh-huh. three to 1,200 of your closest friends. <laughs> um, but Cool Sculpt works because, I guess, fat uh, freezes at a lower temperature, or a higher temperature than, like, the rest of you freezes. So they, like, grape a bunch of it, freeze it, and uh, your skin like... is fine, but your fat cells die. And it doesn't, like, do a lot, and it doesn't work for everyone, and it, like, it seems painful. Well, it's also the same concept as liposuction, where, like, you're just killing what's there, and then... It's going to go elsewhere. Like, it's the... It's all just going to get redirected, and it looks... Right, because it's not like you're taking the fat out of fat cells. You're just taking out the fat cells, and your body's going to be like, oh, I need fat, so it's going to put it... If it was in your stomach, it's going to your neck, like... Then you're going to have a weird fat neck. All I'm saying is, uh, love your body. <laughs> Don't yeah. try to freeze it to pieces. Yeah. Get yourself in a way that you feel good and healthy, and then just, just live. Just cruise. coast. Just cruise. Yeah. Just live your life. Things are good. Anywho, the money of this. <laughs> so. Cool really, sculpt costs like $250 What I wanted to see was how, what does it take to... <laughs> <laughs> what? We're <laughs> <laughs> just processing a little bit behind. <laughs> how much does it actually cost? So we know how much the loan is for. It's 3,000 ducats. Ducats. Ducats? They're small ducks. <laughs> little ducks. It's a witch. Ducats. <laughs> so she weighs the same as a duck. So she's, she's a witch. Wood. <laughs> she's a fair trial. Um, I want to figure out, basically, and that's what he is professing to need this money to court... Portia. Portia. Sure. Which so is... I want to figure out how much did he need to court Portia? Because that seems interesting <clears throat> How to much me. does Portia cost? 
In this day and age, yes. That's basically <laughs> the question we're asking. How much does one Porsche cost? But okay. Which is more like... What is a ducat? A ducat is a... Other than a it's a ducat. coin. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a gold coin. Um, I believe it was... I think it's at this time period... Dutch, maybe? Hold on, let me look. I think I have it in my notes. Interesting. Yeah, it's not like Shakespeare was super consistent with, like, money around the Oh, thing. it's a Venetian ducat. Oh. So I guess they're... At that Close point, enough. yeah. Um, so yeah, it is a it is a gold coin. Okay. Of which he needs three thousand. Uh, three thousand? I thought you three thousand. Oh, okay. The the loan is for three thousand ducats. So okay. She responsive. So there's a couple of ways we can go about this, and we will go about it a couple of ways. But let's just put it in terms of modern day money. Absolutely. Venetian ducat, best at, that we know at the time, was three point five four five grams. Because they had a standard weight, right? Oh, currency okay. basically okay. needs to. Like, yeah. You, otherwise, you know, people start not valuing currency the same and, and like all sorts of things. Chop little bits and, off and we actually and make remember money. we talked about this with uh, inflation in Rome, if you mm-hmm. remember this, where they like started minting their coins with less and less gold and then caused a bunch of inflation and things got and out of And then the fall of Rome. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Literally, that prob- that is a contributing factor. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't pay their armies. And, and then, then they King stopped Arthur sending mail Britain. to Britain, <laughs> and King Arthur and, became... And stopped yeah. sending them gold, and they went, all right, we're kings now. Man, if you don't listen to all of our episodes, sometimes you you're going to get very lost. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure if mail stopped coming to my apartment, I would just like start a small fiefdom. Yeah. In my living my room. neighbors and Subjugate. just... Uh, We're not getting mail. You belong to me. <laughs> now you are mine. It uh, would be like, what happened to my Amazon packages? <laughs> I have them now. I am your king. Pay me tribute of People magazines. <laughs> Next, I'll take your internet. Anywho. <laughs> so, uh, 3,000 ducats is, you know, three and a half grams of gold per. So it's about one duck. <laughs> Today, the price of gold is $41 a gram Whoa. or so. So if you're talking 3,000 ducats, you're talking $438,000. Okay. Almost $439,000. Okay, Portia, so relax. <laughs> apparently, it is very expensive to court Portia. Yeah, dang. Portia, I don't think Bassanio really. I think he should maybe think about like lowering his standards. Those are some gifts. What does he need the money for? His her dowry. Is that it? Oh, I thought her dad was dead though. Her father is dead, but that doesn't mean a person doesn't need a dowry. Yeah. Wait. All right. Isn't a dowry dowry goes to? Well, okay. So it's like uh, probably actually more like he needs to prove that he's not just trying to marry her for her money. And that, like, he, has he to be can, like, means put up, like, the cost So he's trying to Prince Ali himself a, a little, little bit? bit. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. I get that. That's why we told you Aladdin is based on the Merchant of Venice. Exactly. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> um, and also, Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... I don't know exactly what, I mean, some of it is probably transportation over to wherever she is, but like, that doesn't seem like it should cost $440,000. Well, he's got, you know, tens of lions and something. Tigers and bears. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of the, he's got peacocks. Yeah, galore. Yeah. <laughs> he's you. got slaves, he's got servants and monkeys, all to work for him, or all to bow to him or something. All who worship him? Yeah. Bow to, then they say bow, bow to, to him. him. Yes. While serving him. 
It's yes. a royal menagerie. I've kind of lost the plot here a little bit. We I'm do sorry. Too. <laughs> yeah, um, don't worry about it. Welcome to welcome to all of our episodes, but for one you don't know anything about. So this is what the listener feels. <laughs> we're talking about Prince Ali. Also, basically, we're trying to figure out why it cost him four hundred and forty thousand dollars to court to this court, lady to court Portia. Because the whole point is that he needs this loan, so he has money to go court her. Okay, and, well, but the loan seems outsized for that job. Sure. I mean, I get it. You got to take her to a movie, and like <laughs> maybe you need a car to drive her there, and like maybe you go bowling. But I do not think I spent four hundred and forty thousand dollars wooing my wife. Well, that's because it's modern times. Now, yeah, I don't we know. chip in a I little just, bit more. I guess <laughs> even if she hadn't chipped in a dime, I don't think that <laughs> happened. Now, don't get me wrong; Honestly, she's worth that. Much. I think that just means you're cheap, Dan. I mean, because. <laughs> Damon spent at least three Ivy League college educations <laughs> wooing me. I mean, Portia may be worth $440,000. To me, my wife is worthless, so. Uh. <laughs> um, I, I wonder what this would have been about. I bet it is probably so that he could, like, elevate his own standing to, like, look like a... Come with a, yeah. a carriage. Because and... if she is a person... I mean, she has this, like, trial so that someone could marry her. I have a feeling that there might be, like, an entry fee. And that also mm. there are a lot of people in the running to marry her. And if you well, don't have the apparently her dad made a gold coffin. Yep. And a silver one just for this, like... <laughs> What's behind door number one guessing game to, be to fair, marry your daughter? Like, casket is just a box. <laughs> so That's true. Like, I don't think it was actually like a corpse of it. Sized. <laughs> um, also, you think they said you chose poorly when anyone did it wrong? Yes, and okay. then they clapped them inside the casket and then they buried then them. Then they turned them into dust. Yes. But the other piece of money about this is Shylock is really pissed because Portia comes back, or Bassanio, or whatever his name is, comes back and offers him double to forgive the loan. Mm-hmm. So he's effectively offering him almost $900,000. Oh, he's pissed. And he doesn't take it. He'd rather get that pound of flesh. There is nobody on this earth that I hate so much that if you went, like, Dan, you're free to murder this person, free and clear, it's totally legal. Or you could have $900,000. $900,000 all day. You know, I mean, the best revenge is living well. So... Taking that pound of flesh is not going to make you feel better. I mean, also, like, what's the time frame here? Like, how long did he go without? It's like three weeks. It's not long. That's it's not it? long. It's, it's like a long. month or two months. Yeah, yeah. At best. Yeah. It's I not mean, like the interest on this loan. And first of all, Shakespeare's Shylock promises it. Tend to happen over like, it's either like liminal time or like in consecutive time. Like, there's not. It, he kind of follows more of like a Aristotle poetics playwriting approach where like everything happens consecutively and you just see it all play out in real time there's not usually like giant time breaks yeah sure um except for like but things it says like in the play shylock promises this money interest free because again he wants him to like agree with this pound of flesh because antonio's like i got the money like worst case scenario i got the money it really doesn't matter yeah. so who cares just, yeah not a big deal um and then Shylock. So, I mean, it's definitely not like an interest payment would have doubled it in a month. Yeah. It's a crazy rate, but. So it kind of just sounds like he must have murdered the guy. Yes, absolutely. Like at the oh, end that's of the what day. we're saying. Like, yeah, like, but I'm just saying, I don't, I mean, not that I have that many enemies anyway, but boy, you really got to hate somebody to turn down almost a million dollars to instead kill them with your bare hands. Yeah. Or, or your regular human hands, even. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Yeah, I mean, he super, super hates him. And I think he's just a stand-in for, like, everyone who's ever made Shylock feel crummy in his whole life. Right. And, which sucks for Antonio, you know? Like, I don't think Antonio... I mean, other than being a business, uh, like, drain for... No, at least in the Cliff Notes. I could be wrong. You have read it. I have not. In the Cliff Notes, it does say that he's mad at him for forcing him to pay less interest and also his outspoken anti-Semitism in oh, the past. Yes. He does say nasty things about Jewish people. That is another so thing. So I think Shylock doesn't just dislike him for business. I, like, yes, to a certain point, Antonio is the point of his rage because many people are mean to him and he is a... Uh, a loud one. Yes. But also, I think he specifically doesn't like this guy, too, for being kind of a jackass. Yes. So, but Jessica doesn't wind up with Antonio. No, she winds up with somebody else. There's actually conjecture okay. that Antonio's gay. Ha, good. Um, because, like, he's very sad that Bassanio's going away to court this lady. Fair. And at one point, is like, I have to, but... Or it's like when he but thinks we'll Shylock... When you think other. Antonio's gonna die, he's like, I'd give anything, my wife, my money, anything to keep him alive because I love him so much. And they're like, that's probably brotherly. Right? <laughs> this is reminding me of... I've told Damon about this. There's a, a thing where... Um, there's a very famous painting of the poet Sappho, who is, like, very famously, like, a lesbian. Like, that's where we get sapphic from. But she, like... There's a painting of her being eaten out by another woman. And, like, the painting title is, like, Sappho and some friends. And like, oh, those look like they're good friends. My cousin Gail. How do all those women My cousin fit Gail has lived with her friend in, in, this, in a one-bedroom apartment for 20 years. Of Holy sack, of course she's a lesbian. It's like, people work so hard to be like, no, no, no. They're just good buddies. I mean, there's She's a bunch of... She's just looking up in there to make sure things are okay. Yeah, there's a bunch of semi, um, like, uh, homophobic in some cases. And like, they're just like, Shakespeare definitely has some, like, well, issues, sh some positive, some negative around that topic. Shakespeare was uh, rumored to be bisexual, and you can tell from his sonnets where he wrote them to a dark lady, a... a boy and then there was like Ooh, a couple other people well a boy like probably around his okay that makes me feel better yeah like um a younger man i was like uh, love whoever you want but not children but not children <laughs> regardless of gender love whoever you want yeah. consensual beyond yes. the, beyond the age of majority yeah, exactly. yeah. as long as they can legally consent yeah. blessings then, to you. yeah that's literally it that's all i, don't I ask care of what you. Else you do. yeah um but yeah like there's there's rumors that like in his poems and and also people talk about how the dark lady might have been a man also mm. um and like shakespeare was married to anne hathaway and did not care for her very much like much of america <laughs> oh. yeah I, oh. anne hathaway went through a thing where like no one liked her for a I while like anne hathaway. and now people are back on her she's again she's very pretty too you know she got an amazing mouth. Is that a weird thing to say about a person? Her mouth is pretty. You got, no. pre you got pretty mouth. <laughs> it's not weird to say about her. I maybe wouldn't say it to her. Yes, I would not because otherwise it's going to be a very misery situation where she's going to be worried about being tied to your bed like, at some excuse point. Excuse me? You have a pretty mouth, Anne Hathaway. Would you like a Fiji water? <laughs> would you like to be my roommate? Can I, can I watch you drink this Fiji water? <laughs> um, you would be my roommate. Uh... No, and Hathaway, yeah, it's the just elder. Like, that is a, yes, that is a um, theme that runs throughout a number of his plays of like, yeah. was this meant to be like just brotherly love or not? And it's right. never quite, kind of like with the anti-Semite, like was it meant to be pro or con and we just don't have enough of the context to truly 
Yeah, I mean, no, no. Shakespeare was like hella dirty in all of his plays too, because he was like playing to every crowd, and uh, you know, I think there were a lot of in jokes. And also, if you've ever worked in the theater at all, things get touchy feely fast. Yeah, so. fair enough. <laughs> so anyway, absolutely, screenwriters because... don't understand money. No. And I don't think Shakespeare did either. Well, he was a poor man. And just picked an astronomical amount of money yes. and said, if you want to win a fancy lady, you need <laughs> millions and millions of dollars. I tell you right now, you need gold hair and a long car. <laughs> basically, I think that's it. I basically yeah. think he saw rich people like win people he wanted and went, oh, it would be nice to be rich. Yeah. This would make life easier. Which yeah. is not wrong. He was like, and that's, this is. This is the song Gold Digger in its time. That's, so there you go. It's based on Gold, the Gold Digger's based on Merchant of Venice. Oh, okay. <laughs> think, think about, about it. it. <laughs> but for real, I think, um, yeah, you think you're right that Shakespeare probably didn't have a great frame of reference for how much money someone would need to woo a, a fancy lady. And also these plays were set in the past to what Shakespeare was experiencing. Um, and, you know, he was like a middle class dude who like everybody today still debates whether or not a middle class dude could have even written these plays, which is something that I get up in arms about not to get back into the weeds on David Pumpkins. But like uh, people think that Shakespeare couldn't possibly have written these plays because someone more educated should have like Sir Francis Bacon, which like barf on you if you think that. But I think this kind of thing maybe points out that, like, I don't know, he didn't have a great frame of reference for how much money meant. Maybe that is something you could point to and say, like, a, a rich man might have known how much it cost to woo a rich lady. Well, and it could also be that, like, this like this thing that we're running into of, like, you're going to turn out a million dollars because you want to murder this person. Like, maybe that's very intentional. Right. You know, of something like, intensely it's high. Most, yeah. supposed to be, like, like, hyperbolic of, like, how strong his person's feelings were. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I buy into that, I think, of, like, you know, if it's what the what the text is trying to get across is, like, this is the conflict of it, of, like, there is no, there's no worth on this man's hatred for this other man. You yes. You know, like. Or. Or. You could argue that the other way. So let's flip the script on you guys. So that was one way you can do this. Mid-episode turnaround. In sheer gold. Ding. So you could do this in sheer gold, which we just did. Okay. But the other thing to remember is gold does not have the same value in every culture. Like, it's oh. always valuable. Sure. But if it's your main currency, it has a different value, right? Okay. Like, we're not backed on a gold standard, so, like, a coin is a coin, right? right. And yeah. it may not, it's not worth the value of the gold, so much as it is worth whatever what they determine that coin is worth. It's more like a dollar where paper is worth nothing, but it has a set value to us. Sure. When your currency is in coinage, that's what happens, right? Your gold prices, I guess, fluctuate, but like you wouldn't take this and melt it down and sell it at gold cost. It yeah, you're not whatever. using it for circuitry, so that doesn't matter as much as like the, the <laughs> right. fiat nature behind it. Right, and at some point, like everything, there's an exchange, right? Gold is gold, but this mm -hmm. coin might be worth less six miles from you than it is here okay. because here you're in the country where it's like legit and in this other country it's only worth the gold part so so what we're saying is that this could be like the equivalent of a dollar like right like this is one whole piece of money correct is and there any context for what phoenicians would have yes venetians <gasps> venetians Venice. yeah. venetians yeah not phoenicians no. venetians are from phoenix <laughs> <laughs> How do you 
too, in a very different way. Uh, scholars in a thousand way. years, a brotherly way. <laughs> thousand, yeah. yeah. Scholars in a thousand years will un- unveil this and go, one, thank God, all those people are dead. And two, what did he? Which way did he mean that? What sweet buddies those two were. <laughs> and that's it. No, no, we've never lived together. Uh, um, so. <laughs> Anyway. So I found a pretty good article that broke down. So, you know, he, Shakespeare, is living in England. Yeah. So he's right. not using ducats. He's using pennies and shillings and pounds. Sterling, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and whatnot. And so there is a rough breakdown, roughly, at the time, what he might have been thinking these things are worth, because what they were roughly worth, and obviously there's some variations and what have you. And again, to your point, he wrote this. In, like he wrote this as, it, as if it was set in the past. So there's a lot of... So he's writing this like how we would maybe be like 10 million space bucks. Right. Like, I mean, okay. so there's okay. all of this, to be clear. Okay. The high side and the low side is is fuzzy and sure. squiggly. Like, I'm not trying to stake my... Like, put my stake in the ground of this is absolute dollar amounts, but just for context. So at that point, uh, it was about 120 English pennies per ducat. Okay. Okay. Uh, and there was 240 pennies in a pound. This is why British money is stupid. <laughs> it's uh, just like... And a then base 12 they, system. Yeah, and then they changed how it was, like well, somewhere in the 50s or and 60s. It's 12, and it's 12 pennies per shilling and 20 shillings per pound, so you get 240 pennies per pound. Ugh. It's a very strange system. Yeah. This is why it took us, like... 200,000 years to come up with base 10 and it just like drives me insane. Yeah, it shouldn't like, be that hard. Well, you know. We have 10 fingers. <laughs> just Wasn't that like Arabic no, like but numbering? Remember, no, in Shakespeare's time they had 12. That's yes, true. they were shorter then. Well, I mean, that's why we have... Because they have all that finger growth. Well, that's why we have base 10 or that's why we had base 12 was that Egyptians counted your knuckles and yep. not your fingers. Oh. I mean, that makes more sense because if you, you run out of fingers faster than you run out of knuckles. You do, yeah. But, like, it's... Well, different cultures got zero at different times, too, which yeah. makes your like, number system immensely. That's crazy to think about doing math without zero. There's base eight math in some cultures, too, which is absolutely I bonkers to me. I don't know I can make my brain make that work. I don't... You know, yeah. Like... Good luck, everyone. It's but like, I'm, I'm it's, sure if you we start told making... Shakespeare we had base 10 math, he'd lose his shit or something. Yeah. Are you kidding That's me? the dumbest thing. Our money's base, base 10. 10 by then. But anyway, point is, there is a lot of pennies per pound, so these ducats go much less far. Basically, they're each half a pound. If you think about it, 120 okay. pennies oh. per ducat, 240 pennies, pennies per, per pound. pound. So they're each half a pound. So it's like two hundred thousand dollars to work. So it becomes like three thousand ducats becomes fifteen hundred pounds. Okay. And six thousand ducats becomes three thousand pounds. Which okay. Just today's money, and again, this is fuzzy, and a lot of things sure. don't translate. But pounds are about one point three to the dollar. Mm-hmm. So you're talking somewhere between about two grand to four grand. Okay. Two grand at the low end. So, two grand for the three thousand. Four grand for the. So Shakespeare. So was he really just saying, wanted to murder that guy. But do you have so inflation she, on that? So Shakespeare was either saying, it's an insane amount of money to r- get a rich person, or a modest amount. It of doesn't money. cost that much. And I think what's interesting is Damon probably hit on it either way, because I don't know what it says about the dating the rich person. It costs you four hundred thousand, or costs you fifteen hundred. You could argue that means different things, and like they they aren't compatible. Yeah. But Damon's point stands either way. Here's a million dollars 
if you don't murder this person. No, I'd rather or murder him. I'm going to murder you for five I'm gonna grand. I'm going to murder you over five grand because I just really just want to murder you. I think we've touched on before. Like, people murder each other for that amount all the time. Oh, people like, murder like, each other for, for no money. Purses. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, nothing. Oh, man. That's dark. <laughs> but, um, so, I also found some thing, like some charts around what things cost in Shakespeare's time. Yeah. And they estimate food for a day would cost you about four pennies. Wow. So 3,000 ducats would be the equivalent. I think this is a good like way to think about this in our yeah. terms. Yeah. So 3,000 ducats would get you about 750 days of food. Okay. So a uh, little over two, two years. years. So think if, let's say you feed yourself for 30 bucks a day, which is probably high, but if you were to buy food out every day. Sure. Um, let's just use that as a base math. Yeah. So 30 bucks a day, let me do this on the fly. 30 bucks a day times 365 Make times sure two. Add the cost in there of that's about, dying from plague or Well, <laughs> that's about $22,000. Okay, okay. So basically, I can make you the argument that it's 400000 that it's 1500 or that it's 22000 And all the, of those, given the time range and the fuzziness, yeah. are like reasonable. But still, numbers. like two years. If you say that it's like two years worth of living expenses, more or food. less, like, just food, just yeah, food, but still but like, think about that as like I think maybe put aside the dollar amount, like that gives it a value. In yeah, two brain. years worth right. of your well, food. even just like a year, like not just making it just food, but like that's like a year of living expenses, then yeah, maybe like you know, like yeah, that's well, and then that comes back to like maybe he's just trying to prove that he's got money to be able to support her. Yeah, yeah, and it suggests a maid's salary would be about 2,100 pennies, or I think it's either pennies or pounds. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. Um, but See, any, but like this is the thing that's infuriating me about anything that's not base 10 is just that, like, it challenges me to remember <laughs> that, like, math is a thing that, like, is both, like... Finite like, and infinite. It's, like, a fundamental building block of the universe but also something that humans like have like only barely kind of made up (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) and it just like it makes reality wibbly and it like i can feel my body becoming less real (laughs) the longer i think about it (laughs) anchor yourself (laughs) well it is one of those weird things of like if we ever find aliens we'll probably talk to them in math or chemistry because that's the like universal constants and we will still not understand each other because we'll be like, no, 10 divided by 10 mm. equals this. And they're going to be like, what the fuck is a 10? We've got four tentacles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is yeah. a 10? What do you Get mean you here. haven't figured out what super zero means? Yeah. Like, We've well, got one blargle to every 12. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, so, like, I just can't conceive of a world in which I cannot like count to 10 and include zero in that. Like, I, well, if you think about it, I mean, it is your default human condition. If you asked me to count to 10 right now, I would not say 0, 1, 2. I'd probably True. say 1, 2, 3, well, 4. Well, yeah, because so like, you're not trying to think about a nothing. It almost like, makes sense to avoid the nothing. It's just amazing to me how long it took math to figure out that there could be a nothing. There could be a nothing. Like, it seems very basic to be like, if I have five of something and I take all of them away, what am I left with? Well, it's not one. Yeah. So... What do you do then? A null? Like, yeah. what do you use? I don't know. Anywho... Uh, yeah, so basically the idea here is math is fuzzy, but basically I think either Shakespeare was smart and over time we've lost concept of what it was, or Shakespeare writes some good plays and like... Shakespeare are real poor. <laughs> or what we proved is screenwriters have not changed in 400 to 500 years, and they just take kind of a shot in the dark at money and pray that it works out. Yeah, and I bet that you were... that. Uh... 
that both sides of it were probably right. That like wealthy people who were watching this play would have maybe seen it as like a, Oh, that's not that much money. Like he's really just wants to murder that man. And poor people who were seeing this play would have probably been like, that's he's so much money that over, he's turning he's down. He's turning down fortunes yeah. to murder this guy. Yeah. And it, it, that actually could, you could same, argue that's a very be... clever way to get your same point across Two, since he would do this for literally all sorts of audiences, right? Yeah. You need yeah. to find that number that is just enough to make poor people go like, how could you turn down an infinite amount of money to murder him? Ugh. And just enough to make rich people be like, boy, this is definitely about the hate and not about the money. This and iambic pentameter, like, man, Shakespeare's such a genius. <laughs> Tell us more about what you feel. <laughs> no one wants to hear my feelings about Shakespeare. But if you do, email us at makebelievemoneypodcast yeah. at gmail.com and I'll send I, you my PDF. Lizzie's top like 10 have, feelings about Shakespeare. She'll have a conversation with you all day, every day. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, this one kind of got. Uh, this one kind of hurt me a little bit. Like, <laughs> all right, we'll take a break before like we do any more Shakespeare ones. In I don't think he does space. a lot more money. That I'm aware I don't of. think it's the Shakespeare part. I think it's just the like that it is the fuzziness about like you're talking about money that is detached from the money is so our, different from like our concept of money and our concept of math even a little yeah. bit and like it just yeah. I mean to be fair, they did still count to ten. But the further you go in the past, the more things like refract a little bit, and it's harder to be like, well, in the context, you know, of this time period or this or this, and this is so far back that it's refracted through a whole lot of lenses that it just makes it very hard to even understand what the original picture was, right? Like, I have no idea if he meant this to be an insane amount of money or a tiny amount of money, and I could argue, as you've seen, kind of both. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's the dramaturg's, like, job in creating, like, updating like whatever Shakespearean play they're doing of like, well, what are we saying here when yeah. we Yeah, what is the choice we are making like what when do we, we think he made and do we want to stick with that or do we want to make our own choice? Right. Yeah, and right. I think that's important in any production is to like be clear altogether what that means. And like that yeah. is that's the dramaturg just there to translate like these are the, this is the information you can have. We all pick together what it means. And yeah, yeah, we're going to decide that we're all going to react like this is an insane amount of money, mm-hmm. or we're all going to decide that we can't believe that he would murder over such a small sum. Yeah. But we are all on the same track here. Yeah. And we're following it to the end conclusion, whatever that might be. Absolutely. Some people argue that dramaturgs aren't necessary, and I think they're dumb. Calling you out. To be clear, you think that people that argue that are dumb. Yes. The syntax of your sentence could also have been argued that I think the dramaturgs, dramaturgs are, are dumb. dumb. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, Some people if, argue if that dramaturgs aren't necessary, and I... Think dramaturgs are dumb. Is how that could have been. Uh, go to the store and get bread. If they have eggs, get a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, that's an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> um, anything else? Any other Shakespearean thoughts? Feelings about pantaloons? The no, frilly, frilly you, collar thing? No, but if you wanted to give me 3,000 ducats, I wouldn't turn it down. If I had 3,000 ducats to give to you, I would think about it. I mean, you could just give it to me in gold. Well, if I had that much gold, we mm-hmm. wouldn't maybe be friends. <laughs> the ground is ten and a half thousand grams. I get that. That's a lot of grams of gold. The ground is too uh, is too frozen right now to go to the park. Dig up all <laughs> to my do money. All my gold. That's so, under the tree. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll take us out. Thanks for listening to you, Oldie Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. As always, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Send a missive to three of your closest friends about how delightful we are. And uh, 
email us at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com if you want to hear more things about Shakespeare or if you'd really rather we never do it again. Uh, That's fine too. I, I guess I'd get it either way, but we might talk about more Shakespeare because I love him so much. Um, thanks as always to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for her music. And uh, we'll see you next time on Make Believe Money. Okay, bye. bye. It was fun. We've already determined uh, Ron Swanson had more than 3,000 ducats. Yeah? In the make-believe money verse. <laughs>